Okay, the button's been hit, and we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cave Time. We are here to review Phase 4 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and taking a little bit of a look at what comes next. Uh, this is an episode I've been excited for. There's a lot I want to dive into regarding my thoughts on the phase in addition to what's coming next, what they can do better, what they did well. I want to get into everything about it. I've been thinking about this forever, really. This is going to be very fun. I think uh, me and Tom are going to have a great time doing this. So, Tom, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm excited to talk about Phase 4. It's been a highly controversial phase. It's been easily the most well, controversial. Easily. So close. controversial that people have made opinions on it. It's so controversial that it's the only Marvel phase where I think people have genuinely said, oh, I hate it. Yeah. Um, like, I don't think there's yeah. been any Marvel phase before this one where I've heard people, like, any genuine large groups of people be like, oh, I think I kind of hate this. It's like, wait, what? Uh, yeah, like, there's nothing. I don't think there's anything in fa- Whoa, love and thunder. Well, there's, uh, there's a couple, but I will, uh, I will say as a whole, as a, as a package, though. It's definitely not a... It doesn't warrant hate. No, 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 no. Like, there, there's enough good in here to where we can say this was a quality phase. Yes. Um, there's a lot of different things we can get into for this phase just because, um, well, A, there were so many projects. I mean... And this is something that may actually diminish over time. I think they're going to... We, we are going to get gonna, into that later. Yeah. I, I, want, I do want to okay, talk about awesome, that later. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Because like, so, you kind of have to talk about Phase 4 and that. That'll be episode. part of the uh, looking ahead portion of this episode. So, I mean, let's just... I kind of just want to do a brief synopsis of everything we've got. So, I mean, we started this phase with a flurry of Disney Plus shows. It was WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, Loki, What If, I think, came right after. Mm-hmm. I might be making that up, but, um. Yeah. So we got, and that was right around, um, the time of Black Widow. So that was kind of the way we opened up the year. And yeah. I would say, before we get to the theatrical side, for me at least, they were banging on the Disney Plus side of things, I think. I mean, um, I've yeah. watched, I've watched WandaVision a couple times now, um, I I still I will never forget this. The first time I watched WandaVision, um, I stayed up for the finale. It's the one episode I actually did stay up for. Me and my friends mm-hmm. stayed up. We were at my place, and um, we were like, because this was the one show where the theories like were really like bonkers. It was an event, man. It was an event. Like, this show because it was the first Marvel product after years, so it was such a big deal. And, yeah, because remember, Spider Man Far From Home was yeah. the last. Marvel project before WandaVision. And that was summer 2019, so you're talking like a year and a half. Yeah, because COVID hit, it just fucked everything. And that's, that, I think that's a big reason why people were so invested, because, like, COVID hadn't, like, COVID's still not really over, but, like, back back in, in when WandaVision came out, it was still, like, don't... It was a mess, like, yeah. Be, it was a be mess. careful. Be careful going outside. Like, I ended up uh, getting COVID uh, this 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 January, this past January. Um, so, still. Um, but, yeah, so, like, to get a show where you can, you don't have to go out. Yep. You just go on the streaming service. You watch each, I believe they dropped the first two WandaVision episodes. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so you got, 
you got two two episodes to watch and uh like it just set up so many questions. Yeah. And like WandaVision, like I will always appreciate it for for like holding us over after, you know, so so long of not having any sort of new stuff coming yes. out. Um, I'm very appreciative of that fact as well. I mean, it was um, it was such a big deal, man. It was a cultural phenomenon for a while. It really was. was. Twitter was fun. It was such a fun time to be on Marvel Twitter. It really was. I yeah, actually, when when it, Evan Peters oh, Reed 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 Richards is going to be the the yeah. physicist, and then uh, yeah. holy shit, Al Pacino's playing Mephisto. It's like that. That was that was great. That was, was like, great. What the Al Pacino is happening. It was crazy. And um, Daniel Craig's playing Magneto. Yeah, like the big talk I, that people a lot of people left that show with, unfortunately, was that the finale fell flat, and that does become, I will say. A big topic of discussion among Marvel that, fans with the shows, but um, that has to knock the grade down for the show because the show was so it, like a mystery has to have a good conclusion to it. I will say and I so, don't think that final episode was as bad as I. It's not bad. It's watched. just like I, think, I just, think it was good. It just wasn't great. It's, it's as the kids would say, mid. You see, but I think it was better than mid, personally, but I think it's, it was better than It's slight, in my opinion, it's slightly above mid. Because, for me, they wrapped up Wanda's story really nice. I think the the story with her kids was beautiful. I absolutely cried. I mean, it was, Vision had a really nice conclusion. I love the ship of Theseus scene. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of great moments in that episode, for sure. But, um, either way, though... They go between that, you you have, then you move into the grounded Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which, um, I will say, probably should have been a movie, probably, but, um, should have been a movie, but I, but I will say, um, what it did for Sam Wilson as a character really was fantastic, and that's something I do appreciate, because when we do get into Cap 4, that's a character I genuinely love now, because his character was extremely well written. I think the best parts of that show... Because I do have some issues with it. Uh, the best part of that show was, um, I think, uh, uh, Kurt Russell's son. Uh, Wyatt Russell. Wyatt. Wyatt. He was awesome. He was he awesome. Was awesome. His own, my, I think my least favorite part of the show was, who, who was the... Fox Smashers? Yeah. Uh, like, it was, uh, like, I, forgot, I forget, forget her name, but... Because um, I don't think they were written as well as they should have. And and also they were in a rigid, the plot of the show did change as they were filming and you know the, and, yeah. and that was one of the big things that I think a lot of people will actually forget about this phase when they look back at it that a lot of shit was forced to change that they yeah. didn't necessarily want to change. Wandavision was not supposed to come out first. Falcon, yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier was not supposed to... It was supposed to be like a pandemic story, basically. That's why they yeah. changed. Ironically enough, a pandemic starts yeah. the, time, the time they want to do a pandemic story. Doctor Strange was going to show up uh, in WandaVision, too. Yeah. I think, I think that got covid Well, not even that. They, they cut it. And, and remember, I still remember this. Feige gave... Feige gave the... I will say, this is very weird reasoning. He's like... We don't really want a man to come in to, to help the woman, like, through her problems. Oh, fuck that! Put, it, was we, a we near, it was a very we, weird reasoning. I was like, no, wait, like, come on. Like, like, it doesn't have to be about nobody, that. Nobody would, nobody reads that. It, no, nobody it, would have thought that. It was logically, like, it's happening in New Jersey, right? Yeah, yeah. Dr. Strange is in New York. 
A town is being held hostage. He takes notice of that. Mm-hmm. Let me go over there and see if I can talk yeah. to my Avenger pal Wanda. Because yeah. like, they met. They met in Endgame. That I would assume. They either uh-huh. met. They either met in Endgame or they met at the funeral. All right. So, or they know at least of each other's existence. Yes, I um. Let, let me go over there. Yeah, I definitely don't understand why they would cut that. And just in general, a, a lot of the projects did change. I mean, um, there was also with Spider-Man No Way Home and uh, Doctor Strange, those were supposed to be flip-flops, were supposed to be Strange, yeah. and then No Way Home. And America Chavez was supposed to be introduced in No Way Home. That would have been cool. That was because I, I rem- or because I remember they had the uh, the concept art with her and Peter, and, and it was like her like casting a spell or something. Like she was supposed to be in that movie. Like, Probably would have made more sense than Ned magically learning magic. And that's what I'm saying. I think there was some stuff like that where they're like, oh, how the hell do we change this without the plot getting too too wonky now? Do you know it would have been so much easier than Ned um, learning magic in that movie? Like, I still love the movie, but no, no, like... I, I think the movie's a 10 out of 10 actor still, but... um, Yeah, but like, here's the thing. Here, here's Here's how you do this, right? Without Ned learning magic. Peter, um, Andrew Peter, and Toby Peter, they they go to where the May dies, right? Mm. And they follow, um, no, 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 they, they go to where Peter, uh, where uh, Ned and MJ are. They follow Ned and MJ. They knock on the door. They open the door. You got two Spider-Man at the door. I think that's funnier than mm-hmm. going through a portal. That could have been good. Where, where it's just two two fucking middle-aged dudes <laughs> who say, hey, I'm Peter Parker, I'm your best friend. And and they are like, you are clearly not Tom Holland. Yeah. And then, the, and then Ned and MJ, that's when MJ goes, prove it. And then that's when Andrew goes, sticks and sticks. And then you can play the scene basically the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, you don't even, like, you just basically have to have those two Peters using their spider senses to, their their kind of intuitiveness to, Spider-Man's smart enough to find the friends. Yeah, yeah. All Spider-Mans are smart enough to find, they're smart guys. Peter Parker's a smart dude, whatever universe. They just follow, they follow Ned and MJ. They, they track down the two. Oh, here's what you do. Because Flash Thompson wrote the book. Yeah. Maybe in Andrew's spare time, he read the book. And when they found Toby, when, when he finds Toby, he's like, we should probably find these guys. Then they track down those two guys. And, and then what they could have done is uh, in a, a little short film on the Spider-Man No Way Home Blu-ray disc is Toby and Andrew <laughs> there's their adventure to finding Ned and MJ. <laughs> that would have been so much fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I should I should write this. <laughs> that, that would be so much fun. And can you imagine just, they're like they and they wear the Jake Johnson Spider Man with the overcoat. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out. They're trying to hide their costumes. So like Maybe they spawn in, like, the same place, and they're like, who the fuck are you? Who the hell are you? Who the hell are you? I'm Peter. I'm Peter. No. No. What? How? Multiverse. String theory. Real. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then they, they, maybe they spawn 
in like Times Square, and then they look up to like Peter Parker, Tom Holland's Peter Parker on like the screen, yeah, yeah. like watching it, and they look at each other and like, oh shit! And then they look, and they're wearing Spider-Man costumes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone's looking at them because they're like, why the fuck would you be wearing a Spider-Man costume now? And then, mm-hmm. but nobody like nobody puts together that they're real Spider-Man because like. Tom Holland's the Spider-Man of that universe. So, like, I should write this shit, because, like... No, but I, legit, though, you know, it's, um... I, I know what you mean, though. It was it was a special... Ned, basically, what I'm just saying is, like, yeah. Ned didn't need to learn magic. Yeah. And also, also, also... But it's okay. When, when they said, um... Ned, like, when Ned... When, they, when Ned opens the portal so the, the three Spider-Men can go to the Statue of Liberty... All you had to do was have, like, Doctor Strange return in that moment. Yeah. And then, like, I, either way, it's, it's Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange opens the portal, and he's like, and then this, he, the, Tom Holland's Peter convinces Doctor Strange to work with the other two Peters, and then they open. Then Doctor Strange opens the portal, and it's like, am I wrong? Yeah, wrong. I mean, I don't think it really hurts the movie, but, like, it doesn't, just, it doesn't uh, hurt the movie, but it is a logic stretch. When, like, the kid who said he was looking at porn in Spider-Man Homecoming now knows magic. But even so, I don't want to dwell too much on this, because we have a whole phase to get through. I know, but, um, I know. But Spider-Man No Way Home is, I think that's number, yeah, that's number one on my phase four ranking. Yeah, I still no, love the too. movie. I still love the movie. So there's there's the spoiler alert. That's number one. But, um, yeah, I mean, I would say for sure that what the most controversial side of this phase came on the theatrical side of things because there mm. were there were some movies theatrically that people weren't happy about whether should we, was, should uh, we go in order? Yeah, I'm gonna go in order of the theatrical releases quick, and we'll make this very quick. We're not gonna die. Oh, man, we have to talk about Black Widow. We're not really gonna talk about it much. We're just gonna just kind of go right through it. So, like Black Widow, all to say, it's a movie that could have been a lot better. In fact, I think it's a movie that probably could have been honestly. One of the best in Marvel, given the concepts they had planned. It was beautiful. It's, it could have been really it's, beautiful. It's as the kids would say, mid. <laughs> I stand by it. Drakov could have been an all-time villain if you actually wrote it right. Okay, so here's the thing. I think I've been on the record as saying this. The ingredients were in this movie. To, to be, be an amazing top. movie. It could have kicked ass, but it got caught like in like when you go online and you see people shitting on Marvel I think Black Widow is a very clear example of some of the problems that they bring up. Yeah. Like yeah. where it's like I see what you're I see like most of the time I don't see this but like in this case I see it. I see what you're trying to say here. That that movie was the definition of just missed potential. It could like, have could have been something so special. Like that opening when that opening. Oh my god! Out, like it, fucking awesome, amazing. It just uh, it just lost it. It lost steam. Yeah. Really, that's as, that, the movie only got worse as it went on. Yeah, and then like the third act, like obviously the meme where like the bad green screen, but like also like I didn't need like Black Widow falling out of the sky. Yeah, like that was like, their let's do a Hollywood third act like, movie they do, moment. Like, we like really- here's the th- they just couldn't help themselves from doing the the third act needs to be a big CGI battle thing. Yeah, and like a character like Black Widow doesn't need that. 
because she's just uh, she. You just do an espionage movie. Like when I go see a James Bond movie, I don't expect it. Well, I mean, sometimes he falls out of the sky, but like I don't expect a mountains of CGI. I mm-hmm. expect a practicality to what they do. Like if you watch a James Bond movie, there are a lot of stunts. There are like there there there's CGI, but like it enhances the real life stunts. That yes, do. yes. Like if you saw No Time to Die, remember Daniel Craig takes the rope and he jumps off the uh, the bridge and he swings. Like that's an actual stunt that they did. And like you need more of that than you need planes falling out of the sky for a Black Widow movie. You just use the Bond formula. So it's true, or even really just like the Captain America formula from Winter Soldier would have been fine yeah. too. And but Bond, um, like Bond, Captain America, Mission Impossible. Yeah. No, they they that should have been a very easy win for Marvel if they were smart about it. But also, it did release at an awkward time for them. That movie should have released back in like 2016, 2017. But that's a whole. You want to know what's well? Number one, that was fucking. But remember, also, you must remember. They had that on the shelf for a year when COVID happened. They could have just, like, looked at the movie and said, like, Mm -hmm. I would have delayed that movie, man. Like, because, like, and you could have delayed it because it could have came out at any time because it's so, it's not, like, the most consequential. Like, you probably would have had to cut um, Yelena from Hawkeye, which actually would have made Hawkeye better. We will get into that. God. Like we didn't we didn't need Elena and Hawkeye. I'm sorry, but, but um yeah, you see what I'm saying here, right? I'm not I'm not I'm not crazy, right? No, no you're right, you're right. Well, I am crazy, but we for other reasons. All right, let's we got to speed through these. Let's keep rolling. Um, and yes. then following Black Widow, we actually had a nice win with Shang Chi. Shang Chi was Big a win. really really awesome movie. I would argue it's probably one of the better origin stories in Marvel so far for the MCU. I mean, only problem, only problem with Shang-Chi is, um, third act, they do the two guys very clearly in a fake background. Um, you know, with nobody else around. The CG was very off for parts of that movie. Yes. For for a couple, for a couple parts. But like, the majority of the movie just kicks ass. Yes, and in terms of just the story, the acting, the the relationships, yeah. it was a really great movie. I, um, it's got, I was very it's, happy with it. It's got enough of the good ingredients that Marvel does to offset the kind of Marvelism that... But even those Marvelisms yeah. in this case, and really for Phase 4, especially the early parts of Phase 4 specifically, it was a lot of COVID-based problems. Like that We have to be yeah. honest about it. And when it come when it came to the VFX and stuff, there were a lot of COVID related problems. In addition mm. to a couple other problems that we will talk about later, but I'm going to save those till we get to the right time. Yeah, like, like but yeah, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi though, it did very Shang-Chi's well. High up, it's high up on the list. And yeah, it's really high up on the list for sure. Great movie. And then um, following that up, we had a polarizing movie for sure. Um, Eternals, which, um, is a movie we I, li- we I liked really quite like. a bit more than what the traditional people were saying. I do understand the kind of desire to have an Eternals movie that's much more cosmic than, like, cosmic looking, because Eternals is very much kind of beaches, trees. But, it, beaches. but it's so beautiful, though. A lot of beaches and trees in that movie. 
but a lot they're of so beaches. so it looks so good because they fit in so much practical work on that movie. The tagline for that movie should have been "Beaches and trees." Beaches and trees. But 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 yeah, it's a it's not a it's not a movie that deserves like a forty seven on Rotten Tomatoes. It's a, it, it's a it is, it's a solid flick. It's at least it's, middle of the pack, I think. It it's has not. It's not perfect, but like it's fine. It's, it's not. It's, it's like, a, I think it's a good. It movie. is not. It is not the worst movie Marvel's released. No, they've it, made so many worse movies. It, it, it's a, it's a genuinely good movie that I think was misunderstood by some people, in my opinion. Yeah, and like I understand people that would want an Eternals movie to be something a little different than that. But I honestly right. think if we get Eternals two, that's what we're gonna get. But I re- but I respect. Chloe Zhao's direction, like I respect that. Like I think, yes. she, she's she's a she's a good director. So like, you know, it ended up being fine. I, I quite, I, I like, like I just said, they've made worse. They've made worse. They've made, made a lot. Worse. Like when I watched Eternals, I did not say this is the movie that deserves the lowest rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm not a big Rotten Tomatoes guy, anyways. But like, I, I saying, finished like, the movie saying. A, Marvel tried something different, and I respect that a lot. And then I said... Um, Pretty it was solid a good, flick. Yeah, it was, a, it was a genuinely really solid movie with a great cast that maybe had a couple small missteps and could have benefited from being a show instead. But mm-hmm. despite that, they absolutely made the most of their runtime, and they did what they could. That's how absolutely. I feel. Absolutely. Like, that, that's the way I feel, is like... Because, you know, some characters are going to get sidelined in a movie. Right. I wanted a fucking... Hey, yo, when fucking... My, uh, my hatred Sarah for... Hogan's character comes behind her and... Oh, <laughs> yes! God, that was the most cathartic moment in, yeah. the, in the MCU's history. What a moment. Oh, God, I hate redheads. Oh. Yeah, uh, just... And then I, I do not. I, I would like to point out, I do not actually hate Redheads. We already just, talked about No Way Home. That's next, so we won't really say much. But it's a great movie, No Way Home. Yeah, it brought back my childhood Spidey, yeah. and it also completely redeemed Andrew. And like, it also um, reestablished it, that Willem Dafoe is like the best villain ever. Yeah, it 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 is, and also it sets a nice relaunching point for Tom Spider Man, while also. Having his character being like the heart and soul of the movie as well, like it felt like it didn't feel like Toby and Andrew. St- they only added to Tom's story. Yes, and I yes. think I think that's the strongest point of the writing in that. I movie. think honestly, that's a very misconstrued part of the movie for people now. Because because in hindsight, people look back at it now and they're like, "Well, if you take out Toby and Andrew, the movie isn't really that good." And I'm like, "Well, yeah." It's not because they were instrumental parts of the movie. So if you take them out, yeah, no shit, the movie if doesn't you, work. If they made <laughs> a Spider-Man movie with Andrew, uh, uh, this movie where Toby and Andrew were not instrumental to the plot, there would be no it's point not the same in movie. having them in the movie. It's not the same have, movie. They needed to be in the movie. Yeah, like it wouldn't make it's any like, sense. They are side characters in this movie that enhance the journey that the main character is on. It's, yeah, it's, that's a very uh, dumb, it's, dumb it's very basic filmmaking. It's very basic. Why would you have characters that don't need to be there in a movie? Yeah. And um after No Way Home, we got again another polarizing movie, man. Um that was Multiverse of Madness. And a lot of people were not happy with that one. I quite like I quite like I that. quite like it a lot too. I will say it is probably my um third favorite movie of the Listen. phase. 
listen, it's not the best script in the world, but no. it's got such a strong character development for Doctor Strange. Like, I really felt, I really loved the journey that he went on specifically. I also really liked um, the kind of relationship he had with the alternate Rachel McAdams um, as as he's watching, as he watched in the beginning, real Rachel McAdams, um, you know, marry someone else. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's just a lot of good. I think America Chavez is dope in that movie. I think she's a great new addition to the MCU. I think, um, you know, yeah, obviously, like, I didn't, like, were were the Illuminati characters like super necessary? No, but did they did they give did they give us like a fun time? Did, they made a fan casting come true. We saw Patrick Stewart one last. No, time. look, I, I will always say this: it's not illegal to just do something for fun sometimes. Yeah, like, like it, it was fun. Like, well, and but, it also it did also achieve, in all seriousness, how powerful Wanda is. Yeah, yeah. He did we do saw that. Her, we saw her merc some iconic Marvel characters. Yeah, like that, in that sense, it still did do something. Got, got the point across. It also got the point across of what she's capable of. And beyond that, too, they served as a real reflection of Doctor Strange, kind of seeing what it's like to talk to someone that's so fucking arrogant, which is the and entire. Also, and also in that universe, his doc, like Doctor Strange, you know, went rogue. Yeah, yeah. So, like, like, I don't think he was purposeless at all. Honestly, I don't. I think that when he finds out that like all the alternate Doctor Stranges went rogue in some form, and like it's like he's the only one. Like, because remember at the beginning, America Chavez, she's with the the alternate Doctor Strange, and he turns on her, and then yeah, this yeah. our Doctor Strange is like the only one that wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Like. That, like, there's just, like, I really like the character arc that Dr. Strange does. Like, that made the movie for me. And also, no, I agree. I agree. Obviously, obviously, Sam's direction. I also think, obviously, Elizabeth Olsen's always great. Yep. Um, like, Sam's direction, the character journey that um, Dr. Strange goes on, and uh, Wanda are, like, the pillars of the film that make it work. Um, it's not... It's not, per- but like, motherfucker, Doctor Strange in this movie in the third act possesses another version of Doctor Strange who is a corpse and he crawls up the mountain, yeah. and that was worth the entire thing. Like, it's true. Sam, Ra- Sam Raimi, you god, who whose ever idea that was, gets a hug. Gets it's true. Hug. Like that's one of the best ideas I've ever like, like fucking. Getting Sam to do Doctor Strange was just, just get great. him. If you give him like a great Doctor Strange script, that motherfucker will make one of the best comic book movies of all. Because yeah. like you see, the ingredients are there. The like when we saw the movie, we're like, mm, I yeah. really hope. I really hope. I I would assume they're making a third Doctor Strange movie I at some assume, point. Yeah, I would assume. Like, please ask Sam to return. Either that, or honestly, I am still open to Scott Derrickson returning because I like yeah, him. Quite, I like him Scott, quite a bit. Scott's great too, but you know, I would I, I would prefer Raimi. But like, yeah, if Scott came back, I'd be excited as well. Um, 
But um, yeah, so yeah, that movie was definitely very, really solid for me. Yeah. Very solid. One thing I will have to say, the Charlie Theron cameo was just like awkward. Uh, very unneeded. Very but unneeded. Bruce, Bruce Campbell was always a win. Ha 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 ha! It's over. Yeah, that's just great. That's great. Like I love how Sam puts his best friend in like every movie. Like this is great. Like he's a good friend, Sam. Oh. And good um. We have one movie left, Tom. Oh, Actually, no, okay. two movies. Two movies. I'm sorry. Two movies. Yes. Um, I, I, I was about to say that's that was awfully that was awfully quick. Love and Thunder. We're not going to do a full. We're not going to get too far into this. I know we could talk forever I, about I've this. Made, I think I've made my thoughts on the movie very clear. It's like the ingredient. So here's it, it, it's, it's, it's the it's Black a, Widow thing, except worse. Yes, it is except the Black worse. Widow thing, except worse. It's like it's like Taika decided to do the ooh I'm weird and quirky thing, just to just to be weird and quirky without any sort of substance to it. And like when we look at the story, it should have been a layup. It really should have been a layup. If Taika put the effort in that he put with like Jojo Rabbit, this would be one of the best Marvel movies because that's what I've been saying, man. Like, like they really, you didn't need to really even put a ton of effort into this story. Cause all the ingredients were right in front of you. The comic was written for you. Yeah. I mean, like there, it was a pretty easy formula to get through there. You got Natalie Portman back. She's always a win. She's you, always, you, a... you had Natalie Portman doing a cancer storyline with her Star... returning. Did you Natalie her Portman, Star Wars episode two, attack of the clones. Changed my life. And as as also, we had Christian Bale in the movie. Always a win. And Hemsworth's always a win. Yeah, of course. All the so ingredients are there. It, it should have been an easy, easy, awesome movie. It's but it was. It's too, it's just, yeah, like, just. But, he, but here's a fun question for you. Do you think this movie was the product of studio stuff or the product of too much Taika? So rather too much Taika. I, I think, I think it, okay. it got Taika-fied. Because I've debated, I've debated people on this now, time. Now listen, the Marvel problem that, that it has is the kind of effects and sure, like, I don't know if that was a COVID thing or whatever, but like the Taika writing is more of an issue than an occasional bad green screen effect. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's like you just didn't, like the he always goes for the joke instead of the emotional moment. Yeah, and it's like, like don't Taika. Taika tried to do the James Gunn thing, but he doesn't know how to do the James Gunn thing. He doesn't rein it in. It's like it's yeah, like like, he takes a step over the line. Yeah, there he's a habitual line stepper. One of my favorite skits of all time. He's he just he's a habitual line. Stop stepping over the line. Don't step over. He, there's a line between fun, heartfelt Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And what Taika did, he crossed the line. Agreed. And, and what what Ragnarok did, like he did it before. Well, Ragnarok was great, and also the thing with Ragnarok is I not to say that movie wasn't emotional because it definitely was at parts, but. It wasn't as it didn't need to be as serious as a cancer Jane Foster story with exactly. Him. So he was able to get away with it a lot more. And it's in not fact. even like Tyke is the wrong guy to direct the movie because like oh, no, but he, he did could, the he last could do it. It's the last like, one. No, it's not even that he did the last. He's done great. Well, he's like so an so Oscar rapid, Like he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But he just like didn't rein it in. 
Yeah. And, like, he's one of those guys that I know we talk about does Marvel control their directors. He's one of those guys that may need that studio input to rein it in. Yes. Agreed. And, like, I don't – and as Everyone. someone who wants to make movies, I don't say that, like – Lightly. Like, you, yeah, you don't I, say that lightly. Like, I don't want I don't want to be the guy that, that – I don't want to have, like, studios control directors. No, I love – Love when a director puts a stamp yeah. on things. I'm like, I'm wearing a Matt Reeves Batman TV sh- t- T-shirt right now. Like, like you, you, you know, in school when you're in kindergarten and like they have the traffic light system to determine like whether or not you're in trouble and stuff. They have the green light, the yellow light, light the red light. Like, yeah. he's on the red light right now after that movie for me. Yeah, and like you need, and then when you're on the red light, you kind of lose some of that freedom till you earn it back. And you're yeah. in a, you gotta get back to the green light. Like, you're not there. I'm sure that in like whatever else non-Marvel movie Taika makes, it's gonna be great. Yeah, I'm sure. I just don't think he took it as seriously. And he's like, he like in interviews, he's kind of trashed that, comics. That's and it's like, true. dude, you, you people care about this stuff, and I know like comic books are like for kids, but like. But it's not just gotta, for kids, though. You gotta respect it. You gotta respect it. If you well, don't respect well, that's, it, that's like gonna... it's the source material. You can't just disregard source material like, in any media. Chris Nolan is a pretty self-serious guy. If Chris Nolan looked at the Batman comic books and said, "Like, like there is an element in Batman Begins where there's a ridiculousness aspect to it, but he does it in such a tasteful way." Yes, yes. Where it actually enhances the film. I agree. And Taika does it in a way that's almost like spitting on it. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the problem with Love and Thunder. I, fe- I felt spit on as a boyfriend. Um, and and um, unfortunately, Natalie Portman wasn't the one who spit on me. Oh. All right. So, yeah, our feelings are pretty much aligned beyond that last part. Although, actually, I wouldn't mind that either. But um, mm. so the last movie is Wakanda Forever. And that was a really great way for Marvel to end their year. I love me some Ryan Coogler. That was an awesome way for Marvel to end the year after this. I've been on the record. Ryan Coogler does not make bad movies. No. No, he does. Creed? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. That's all you need to know about Ryan Coogler. That man can direct. Now, like, was I the biggest fan of the third act of Black Panther 1? No. But that movie still rocks. This movie rocks. Um, and actually, Black uh, Panther: Wakanda Forever has a better third act. I would, I would say. I would agree. I would agree. Um, I think this movie is about as good as it could be for the circumstances that. Yes. Are, that like you, your lead actor d- died. Like that is like yeah. that is like doomsday scenario. That's like the worst case scenario. Any. Any any like franchise could have is like, like can you can you imagine we find out like knock on wood here Robert Pattinson dies before Batman two yeah I was like going. oh my god like like have a fu- like what the fuck like I um Rob we I, hope you live by the way yeah. Buddy. <laughs> yeah man they were really dealt an impossible hand and you mix that with the fact that the movie got shut down multiple times due to COVID you had uh, the the Letitia Wright getting hurt on sets. Yeah. Like she missed a lot of time because of that, too. Then you had all the bullshit COVID controversy with her. And yeah. the stuff. Like, there was a lot of Ooh, things kind of going cool. against this movie. 
and it managed to not just be a good movie, but a movie that really touched people emotionally and honored Chadwick in every possible Angela way. Angela Bassett's always a win. Dude, she, she gave me chills in the theaters. I love her. I love her. She, I, I she, got chills. She commits on yeah. every role. She commits. I love her. She's great. Um, it was one hell of a movie, man, and I am damn proud to say introduced that. Introduced Namor, too. Marvel had a, an amazing end to Phase 4. And Namor, and we should we should be getting the film rights to Namor two years? Yeah, in the next couple years. Yeah. Yeah, and then so, we did hear about, also, we should bring out, like, Black Panther was, like, I, I think they said, like, Doctor Doom was never supposed to be in the movie, but... I, I don't know, believe that. Personally. I know. I, well, uh, I I don't I don't know if I ever brought this up to you, but I know someone who ha- has a friend who worked on the on on that exact. Scene. You never told me this. I never told. Like, I know someone. I know a guy who knows the guy who worked on the scene, and Marvel told them to shut it down. The they, just, they, they just they just yeah the Doctor Jameson. They just, they wow. just like they like one day they just said uh, we're not doing that anymore. So. Uh, and, and, gotcha. so, and as we can tell, they did not do it. And so we will wait for Dr. Doom um, sometime in the sometime in the future. He's coming. He's coming He's eventually. Coming. He's coming. Um, yeah, anyway, it was a great movie. I'm proud of it. And I give that movie an easy uh, 9 out of 10, personally. Very strong. It's a good movie. It's a very good movie. Congratulations. So, and then there were just a couple other shows we didn't really get into. Um, this is going to be very quick because I want to get into the outlook of the phase two. But um, I, I'll, I'll just rattle through them very quickly for myself, then I'll let you rattle through them. Uh, okay. From wherever we left off. Because uh, next was Loki. Loki I yeah. loved. Loki yes. was a... Yes. We both love Loki. Loki was my favorite show, personally, of all of them. Yeah, it's my, I think, I think it's mine, really, too. Yeah, I think they really nailed everything in terms of just the, the visuals, the... Uh, Really, this. I'm, and, I'm, and I'm checking my list right now. Yeah, go for it. I'm, I'm checking my list. Uh, yes, it is. It is the analysis of the character of Loki. This character study they did. It was fantastic, and um, just, and even just the the interesting look of narcissism where he's in love with himself. Like it's a really, yeah. it's a really fun and creative idea by um Michael Waldron who wrote the second the, script. To, the second to last episode in uh, what was it called the the uh, Lamentus. The, yeah, like uh, where he's with Richard E. Grant. Yeah, that, that was on Lamentus. Yeah, yeah, that 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 stuff was great as well. I really loved the TVA. Like, I was just in on that. Well, but the TVA has been my favorite world building of Phase Four. And also, like, it did the it did the fan service thing where they they introduced us to Kang, but it works so well. Well, the like, thing is the. It was a great payoff because the entire show was building towards who did it, who's the one behind the TVA. Yeah. It's and got it's got that payoff that like we hoped WandaVision would have. And the whole thing is the a lot of this show is a question of free will and whether or not people should have it. And then yeah. you finally get to this ending and of we find out that the yeah. timeline is written. And like that's such a like massive reveal that changes the way you look at all of Marvel. So I think that was um one of the most impactful finales, too. And just, I always will say, my favorite moment in the whole show, a single line, is when Sylvie stabs Kang, and he looks her in the eye with this smile and says, see you soon. Yeah. That is, like, my favorite delivery of that whole it, show, dude. Yeah. It's so good. It's chilling. It's it, chilling. 
Because, like, we know, like, there Because we like, know what's coming, and it's like, holy we know, shit. We, we know that the multiverse just broke open, and that Kang is coming, and, like, it's no surprise that the literal next title of the next Avengers movie is the Kang Dynasty, Dynasty. which indicates there are a few more Kangs than just the one we're seeing in Ant-Man 3. Yeah. We'll get into that later a little bit. Um, yes. And then the next show, this one I'm, I'm going to literally take 30 seconds on. What if? Not really a fan. Had a, I love the Doctor Strange episode. It's like one of those things where like you can pick individual episodes and say, yeah. oh, that one was pretty good. The like, Doctor Strange one. Yeah, was the Doctor good. Strange one was like fantastic. I that loved. one kicked ass. But the, the rest, one was cool. cool. Well, that one was great too. The rest of them were either just good or okay, pretty much. Or just like I, I like you can disposable. I would say. Yeah. Like that's the word. That's the word I would say. Disposable. Yeah. Um. So like, and that's like an animated show. Like it, you don't have to like. You know, I don't have to be an obsessive watcher of yeah, me neither. That to like get my MCU fix, and then yeah, yeah. And then um, I Tom, I'm, I'm going to ask you to restrain from going too crazy on this show. All right, we don't got time for it. Hawkeye, oh. Hawkeye. I'm just going to say very quickly. Um, it was a flawed show. It was very fun, and I liked the vibes and the energy of it. I love the ground, the grounded uh, nature of it. However, they ultimately had too much going on, too many villains. They didn't give Hawkeye himself enough character development. I love Haley Steinfeld as Kate Bishop in the show. And Vincent D'Onofrio. And Vincent D'Onofrio was unfortunately pretty much wasted in a lot of ways. Should have been there two episodes earlier. You basically basically summed up my thoughts. Basically, um, we saw the deleted scenes that should have been in the show. Yep. All right. Um, like you said, we didn't get enough of Clint Barton. We we literally we really don't know much about Clint Barton. Like Clint Barton's like we, been, always been a side character. We really should have a, given into his past. I want to know how this motherfucker learned how to shoot some arrows. Okay, so tell me. All right, and in a show called Hawkeye, I don't think it's too much to ask for some development on Hawkeye. And I guess the only reason why I, I know people do say. Technically speaking, they did actually write this thinking that it was Kate Bishop's show over his, which which is true. I will say the show, it is her show more than his, honestly, in the end. I, I think know, it is. but like... But no, but I don't disagree, though. I think they definitely still should have developed Clint more because this is the last chance, probably, you were going to have to do that. Like, I don't think he's going to really have... Maybe, a- maybe they released all the Clint Barton scenes on the Jeremy Renner app. That'd be great. I do like, I mean, Haley Steinfeld was like, she, was, ser- she was serving some looks in that show. Okay. Oh, that purple sweater. All right. Yep. All right, oh, moving on. Moving, oh, I do want to say Vincent Donato, like, when he came. But he, he acted, in, he was great. Like, he's, like, he's always a win. It's yes, just, he's hidden like, himself as some, a win. Some of the writing wasn't, like, it was, it was clearly a step down from what I've come to expect from Wilson Fisk writing after... 39 episodes of the acclaimed Marvel television show Daredevil starring Charlie Cox, Deborah Ann Wool, Alden Henson, Vincent D'Onofrio, and Co. Yes. Um, okay. That, that sums it up. Um, uh, next. What about She Hulk? We're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> I we have, um, we actually still have two shows left before that one. Yes, we have first, Moon, yeah, yeah. Uh, Moon Knight. This yeah. was, um, I'm, I'm not probably, actually, this, I'm not even gonna say I'm in the minority, because I'm actually not. 
It's just that Twitter is such an echo chamber that I feel like I always hear negative stuff. Most people actually did love Moon Knight. Like, if you actually ask around. But um, Moon Knight, for me, was Mm -hmm. the second best Disney Plus show for Marvel to date. I really love – I think it's some of the best character work in Marvel, period. Oscar Isaac gives not just a good performance. I think he gives a transcending performance that is in the same category as – a RDJ man. I think he's that good. I really believe Oscar Isaac has reached that level in, as that character. And beyond that too, I think having Ethan Hawke as the villain was a massive win. I love him in the show. I think um, there's a couple of those little things I would change, but as a whole, I think the show was incredibly well written, well paced, and most of all, it has performances that made me want to shit myself from everybody. And the character dynamics are fantastic. Really amazing show for me. Yeah, for me, it's like there's a lot that I like, and then there's a lot that I would change. It's like one of those things where it's like I would do, I would change this, 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 this. But also, like you said, Oscar Isaac's always a win. Ethan Hawke's always a win. Um, like I, I have to refrain my, I have to restrain myself because, like, if you get me started on what I would change, you know me, you know how I. It's it'll go for an hour. So, like, it go like, I'm just not, like, I'm one of those people that, like, I'm a quick thinker, though. I'm a quick thinker, but, like, I'm also a long-form thinker. So, like, I hit on every point, basically. Um, so, like, I'm going to stop myself. I'm just going to say, overall, I liked it, but there are stuff, there's stuff that I would make, I would change. That's all. That's all. Golden. Um, then Miss Marvel. This is one, um, I think personally, um, you definitely felt the fact that COVID hurt this show in particular, for sure. Cause this is a show where there was stuff they actually definitively wanted to film, but couldn't, or mm. stuff that they wanted to fix or couldn't because of COVID. And yeah. that, and that pertained largely to the, um, the clandestine as the villains of a portion of this show. Cause their stuff never got to get fleshed out entirely because of the yeah. fact that they couldn't film it all. Which sucks. And because, honestly, the show's still pretty good. And I was gonna say, I think the show ends up still working very much because a, the clandestine, while they are the villain, they aren't really a huge focus within the show. The huge focus of the show is Kamala growing up and learning to be a hero, as well as her family. Her family. I mean, that's the biggest thing with with Miss Marvel. The family is what makes the show so enriching and Vin special. They should have got Vin Diesel in here if we're talking about family. <laughs> Exactly. Vin Diesel. They wanted Vin Diesel to play Black Bolt. That would have been hilarious if they actually went. Vin Diesel should have been Miss Marvel's uncle. I. (laughs) No comment. No comment. I think that would have been great for the narrative. I am showing great restraint today. I think it would have been great for the narrative. But um, moving on from that very obvious plot point that should have happened. Um. I think um the show was um overall really solid and I'm and honestly among all the shows I think I can potentially say that of all the characters that we've been introduced to I'm most excited to see her continue on and develop more with the exception of Moon Knight I think she's the one I'm most excited for I like Haley Steinfeld Shut up Tom yeah. Uh but yeah Amon Valani's always a win so I do have to say, I do have to say, I'm sorry, I still don't like Kamala being a mutant. 
I would prefer, That's okay. That's I, okay. I would have preferred they would have done the Inhumans. I think this would have been a great time to introduce the Inhumans, but I would I know I know they won't do this, but it would be really ballsy. There's just something, I'm sorry, there's something that feels so wrong about the first, like, the first time we hear in the 616 MCU, da na 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 for Kamala Khan, who in the comic books is an inhuman. But I will say, to me, that's just the comic book side of you speaking, though, because objectively, it, it really makes zero difference. It really doesn't. Like, it literally does not change anything about her character. I need a moment. Okay. But, like, it genuinely doesn't, though. Like, the character is exactly the same. I, I, I know that. Just, like, it's just, like, it's one of those things where, like... Tom, name more than five Inhuman characters you want to see in live action desperately. I want to see Black Bolt in live action. I, I said more than him. five. More than five. Medusa. What's the dog's name? What's the dog's name? Lockjaw. Lockjaw. Lockjaw definitely is... is like, I just want to, like, I'm not the biggest Inhumans fan. It's just the principle of comic accuracy. I would say funny. that... I don't think they're going to do this, but I, w- I think it'd be very fun. And also, like, introducing they, um, new new teams is just always cool. Like, we didn't, like... Like, can you imagine introducing both the Inhumans and the X-Men? That's you know, cool. Actually, I'm going to make this point about Marvel right now, actually, because it's something I want to bring up. Okay. They, I honestly think one thing I didn't necessarily like about the phase for me... They did a lot of half-assed world building. In the, mm. in, in the sense of, like, almost... They Think about this for a second, actually, as I say it. Okay. How many of the projects introduced either a new group or organization? Count it. Count how many there are. So... It's absurd. No Way Home introduces... Uh, wait, is that... No, is that still the damage control from Homecoming? What was, or was that a different organization? I'll say the DODC was more of a Miss Marvel thing, probably in terms of like a real intro, proper introduction. Okay, we will count that. Yeah, because like actually, not just it, that. Miss Marvel also had the uh, the Red Daggers, though. Yeah. So, so you had that you, okay. in Moon Knight. You had the the group of gods. Remember? Yes. And yes. Then, yes. Yeah, in in, in oh. the pyramid, and then you had. Um, What's it called? In WandaVision, not WandaVision, talking the Winter Soldiers, you had the uh, the Flag Smashers. Yeah, WandaVision, what was the team oh, that the... Sword. Uh, yeah, sword. Smart, the yeah, Sword. Yes. You had Sword. In Loki, you had the TVA. Already yes. In Chung, you had Talo. Yes. In, in Black Panther Wakanda Forever, we had the... Uh, crap. Talocon. Talocon. Technically, you can count the Sinister Six. I guess that I'm, was five. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, then you go to Eternals. I mean, Eternals, and I won't count. Eternals. That's, well, I don't want to count the oh, movie. That's the movie. The I Celestials. mean, I, I mean, like, sep- oh, but well, I guess technically the Celestials, yeah. Bang. I, it was like a lot of. They threw a lot of stuff. What was the, what was the Black Widow organization? What was the name? Oh, of there it? you go too. The Red Room. Right. Oh yes, yes, Red Room. So, uh, I think that's quite. Oh, literally. also. Hawkeye, the uh, the Echoes gang. What uh, what are they called? Oh, uh, I have I have memory. Tracksuit Mafia. Tracksuit Mafia. Yep. Bang. And I will say some of it I don't mind, but sometimes they like for example for this one in Miss Marvel, I think they really didn't do anything with the Red Daggers. Like why were they even there? They and do technically, it. technically mutants. 
They yes, but that one I will say they're clearly just teasing mutants right now. No, 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 no. no. Oh, remember She Hulk would just see the uh, the what was it? The online where man man with claws oh. in the bar. That's awesome. That's awesome. I just want to say, I really hope when they have the first X Men movie and the group comes together for the first time, they play that theme very slow and with like big bombastic horns, like da 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 da. No 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 no. I want it to be played. Well, I do want it to be played bombastic. Oh, I want both. I want, I want both. I, I want it to be played fast as shit. Oh, I want both. Where it's like da 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 da. I, I want that when the fight starts. I want yeah. that when they're fighting. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I see. I see you. I see you. Um, you know, you know what? You know what team needs a really great theme song. What? Well, I think they, I think they already did in the in the two thousands movies, the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. we really we really need to get like I think the Fantastic Four theme was good in in the in those uh, original movies, but like, can you imagine? Can you imagine who they get to score? I'm gonna bet. I bet the house that they get Giacchino to do Fantastic. Four. I think you're probably right on that. I bet the. I, I, I bet house. you're right. I bet you're I right. Bet, I bet the house on Giacchino. I think. It's too important, and it's very clear that Giacchino is the Hollywood go-to guy. It's true. When he, like, I mean, Spider-Man, um, Batman, he does all the movies. If, if they wanted to be a little ballsy, you know what they should do? Get Alan Silvestri on it. That'd be dope. That'd be so fucking dope. Uh, or, like, yeah. he, well, I mean, Danny Elfman's kind of fallen off. A He's a little washed now, unfortunately, I think. Yeah. But um, I love him, but not anymore. I love, love you, Danny, but... Yeah. He's, he's lost it a bit, but, um, all right, there's one last Fucking show. Hans Zimmer doing the fantastic. I wish. Whoa. I wish. He, imagine if he does, like, his interstellar, um, kind yeah. of, oh. It, that'd be very good. I'm a genius. genius. Um, the last actual show is She-Hulk. Um, yes. that one, I will say, this falls into the Eternals category for me, where I say, um, I think it got criticized way too harshly, and while I, underst- yeah. while I understand that people had problems with it, I think a lot of those problems were... Oh, derived- another organization, the yeah. lawyer, the superhero lawyer division. Yeah. Uh. I think um one of the largest problems, and that's my, rather, rather the largest problem with fans with this show, I think, was that this was made to be exactly like the comics, and I don't think that format works well for a lot of people. But I think it works well objectively as a She-Hulk adaptation, and I liked it a lot for that. Tom. I'm raising raising my hand. Yes. I'm raising my hand. We also introduced another organization in She-Hulk. Oh, the... uh, Nelson and Murdoch. Avocados at Law. It was mentioned, so it counts. Nice. Thank you. I don't think they... They never say Nelson, actually. Yeah, true. But we all know. We all know what they mean. Um, um, by the way, please, Marvel, uh, if you've seen the trailer for Treason starring Charlie Cox, we see that his hair can grow forward. Yes. And, like, what they're doing with Charlie Cox's hair is they're it's just criminal. cutting it. It's criminal. They're, cut it, they're cutting it too short in the front. And if you saw, like, Daredevil season one, just just have it be kind of like that. Or, or just, like, in the Treason trailer... He's got it's just fine. It's fine. Like yeah. why can't Matt Murdock why is Matt Murdock like got that like like I don't understand the why why they're so why they're so against Matt Murdock having slightly longer hair. Just I don't know, him. man. 
It's so weird. It's the weirdest. Whoever's doing his hair gotta go. Gotta Agreed. Go. Like whoever fixed Andrew Garfield up, like Andrew Garfield's hairline is like as strong as a fucking axe. So yeah, um, She-Hulk was good though. I think I honestly think She-Hulk was good, and honestly Absolutely. I think the last three episodes in particular were the best part of the show. It, I think they they finished, finished really strong. strong. They finished, finished very strong, strong, in my opinion. What are, what are we getting? The X Men. That was great. The Daredevil <laughs> episode is like one of the oh. best things Marvel's done in a while. Dude, it, it was unreal. When Charlie Cox goes, I'm Daredevil, and the theme plays, I wish you, I wish there was a camera on me when yeah. that happened, when I heard, because, like, I kind of did a double take when I heard it, so, like, I rewinded, yeah. I, said, I said, I went, this was me, I went, I, I like, grabbed yeah. my PS4, I mean, my PS5 controller, I was like, go back, go back, did I just hear what I think I heard? <laughs> and I was like, and then I heard, I was like, ah! And like Charlie Cox kicks ass in that episode. Yes, he does, like, dude. He hits all the comedic bits, all the action bits. Like it's Any, like, anybody like, who's worried about Charlie Cox in the MCU, don't worry, bro. Don't worry. He's like, gonna even, he's gonna be just fine. <laughs> even even in the Daredevil show, he, like when when they did uh, comedic moments, like yeah. he nailed it. So like I was never worried about that. Like that dude, that dude just kicks ass. And um, so the last the back. last thing I want to get into, which is gonna actually segue into the first discussion about the phase mm-hmm. outlook for the next one, is gonna be uh the special presentations. Man, we got two at yes. the end of the year, and um, those were Werewolf by Night, directed by Michael Giacchino, and we got uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, directed by James Gunn. And uh, I, mean, I I do have to point out that yeah. uh, when I watched the holiday special. I was um, on new medication, so um, I don't remember it as well as I should. It's so, great. Like, I'm gonna give it a rewatch. I I'll say this: a, before my we um, it, my I, friend watched it with me, and he has never seen actually the Guardians movies. He see he has seen them in Avengers, but he has not seen the Guardians movies yet. What the fuck? I know. I've been trying to force him to watch them, and Guardians of the Galaxy one is. But um, that is what we call peak. But basically, by the end of that of that special, he was fucking legitimately crying, and I was, and then and that's a testament to what James Gunn can do. That's just he, what he does, man. It's like, what he does. Just, like, he does. He does the Taika thing better than Taika. Well, he does. Well, no, he, he's the one who started it. It's the James yeah. Gunn thing. He does the James Gunn thing, and like the James Gunn thing works. Like it's it works. just because like. It's got, he just hits the right bounce, like the sweet spot. We always, you always think about the sweet spot. We want, we do want humor. Like, nobody wants a humorless kind of yeah. comic, comic book project. But we also want the heart and the seriousness and when we need the moments to be taken seriously. Yeah. And he just always hits that right balance. Balance. Yeah. Where it's like, that's what Taika missed with Love and Thunder. Mm-hmm. But that's why he nails with the Guardians movies. And, you know, and also, Werewolf by Night, dude, I mean, Michael Giacchino, I will say, the character of Werewolf by Night, I am so fucking invested in. I cannot wait to see more of him in this And Man-Thing, too. And Man-Thing, yeah, absolutely. And also, I am so impressed with him as, like, a first-time director. Like, that's one of the best, that's one of the best directed Marvel projects, and it's a guy who, like, 
hasn't directed per- well he hasn't made a professional film before like, have you have again, you watched um director by night yet this this by the behind the scenes n- thing he did i'm no. telling you right now it's like genuinely as somebody who loves film and wants to make films one day it's very inspiring mm-hmm. it really is inspiring special I'm so, so i i'm I, so I, happy i'm so happy they like they like he basically I, I forgot what was the story of like how he got the job. he like he just brought it up to kevin finally, Wait, and, and he was like world by night He's like, well, like, you want to do that? And he's like, 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 and then, you know, we, we all, we all found out about like his love for like the old universal monster movies. And it's like, what a genius pitch. What a genius pitch. And when the color at the end, when when it turns, and they play somewhere over the rainbow, dude, what a top tier musical cue. That's that's he just fucking nailed it. He nailed it. Unreal. I, I love the whole kind of uh, like battle royale kind of yeah. feel to it as well. Where it's I like, love it, man. It's a fantastic special. Yeah, I would I would actually like watch a werewolf by night full feature. Like, Me too. Like, I I loved it. I really like, did love. It. So like I'm so excited to see more. I wonder where we see him next. Like because like it's yeah. very clear that like street level Marvel. Supernatural Marvel, like, this is all, we're getting the branches of Marvel, if that makes sense, where, like, you're getting cosmic teams, you're getting street-level teams, it's, like, the Marvel comics that, like, I, I, like, grew up reading, where, like, you got, like, Luke Cage and, like, Iron Fist over here, you got, like, fucking the Fantastic Four and, and, like, the X-Men are going to space up over Mm -hmm. there, it's, like, that's just, that's Marvel to me, and so, like, I feel like we're getting closer to that Marvel that I grew up reading, if that makes sense. Yes. Where it's like these branches, and the, the, that's like I've been waiting for that for so long. So it's exciting, um, you know. And this big topic of discussion has been whether or not Marvel should be doing special presentations instead of the shows. And my response to this has consistently been, why can't we just have both? Like, I don't really see why it has to be this whole competition, personally. I mean, I it think that – because shows absolutely yeah. have their place. I mean, well, A, we've had good shows We're already. and beyond 18 and, episode Daredevil. Yeah, I mean, so like, like, I like some things – yeah. Some things are meant to be shows, and others can be specials and work effectively as specials. And I think yeah, – like, I'll say this. If, if someone told me maybe they should dial back on the shows and do only two or three a year and have the rest be specials, that's, that, that's different. That's a different argument, yeah. and that I think is a good idea actually. Like that yes. I have no problem with at all. Yes. I just, I'm just making the point that I think both absolutely should be in Marvel. Like Correct. They definitely shouldn't just be one or the other. They're both Correct. awesome. Keep them both yes. going. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm in I'm in complete agreement. Like, can you imagine like if they introduced like Ghost Rider in a special present? Oh like, my god! Please, please. Like, that'd be dope. Like, and like Kevin said, he's coming. Like, he's coming. Yeah, yeah. No, that's he, not he, even a question. He, he, he's, he's coming. coming. He's, and especially since like it seems like there's an appetite for Midnight Suns. You know that he's coming. And um. And I guess we'll go into the the one Cosmic Circus article. This was um, a very big uh, topic of discussion regarding the future of the phase. And it basically, yes. um, I don't have the article right in front of me, but I can try to find it as I talk. Yeah, it said, like, basically, they're, like, basically what we're kind of hinting at is, like, a reassessment of their practices 
in order to focus on quality over quantity. So they are more willing now to like take a look at a project and say, this could be better, so maybe we should push it a little bit so we can improve it. So when we do release it, it's it's best possible kind of outcome. I because, think I got it. Because what you said Here um, we go. What what have we said about like a lot of these projects is like they were affected by this, they were affected Which is by true. this. And like you know, I don't think they want that going forward. They want to get the full potential out there. But the thing is, even when you listen to like what's been happening with some of the post credit scenes, it sounds it sounds small, but like it sounds like they're very unsure about certain things, like, oh, are we doing Doctor Doom yet? Or are we going to have this Reed Richards post-credit scene? Like, what are we yeah, doing with that? Like, it's, it's a lot of, like, we had to reorder so many things and change up our plans that it's kind of affecting the, the A, the connectedness, and B, where we're heading. Yeah, it's fucking with us a little bit, so let's calm down the fuckery. Yeah, like, I'm going to... I should put that on a t-shirt. Calm down the fuckery? Let's calm down the fuckery. Can you buy a t-shirt? Oh, wait, damn it. That is not the right article. Damn it, where's the right article? Uh, eh. Hold up, hold up. I can find it for you. I'm trying very hard to find this. Marvel. I, I know, I know what to. Quality. Over. Okay, now I act, I got it too, actually. This time oh, I actually shit. got it. Uh, I, I found it too. Damn, right. Our, damn it, damn it, Luke. I'm sorry. All Wait. Right. Oh, maybe I didn't find it. <laughs> ah. I'm just, I'm a crazy person, so. All right, well, I'll do, they give the gist, like you said. Oh, no, never mind. This is it. Okay, so. Um, damn it. So basically, they were talking about the idea of, like you were saying, they need to reevaluate the release lineup for phase five and six. And when it comes to that, they had a, they had, um, or rather they took in the internal, to be clear, this is internal negative yes. feedback about how phase four was handled regarding product distribution and quality. Well, and let's, let's think of it this way. We've mentioned multiple, um, shows and movies where the full potential was not reached because something got in the way, whether it's and, COVID yes. or time, what, whatever. And honestly, do I really, do. Um, like, there's nobody that could possibly be more pissed about that than the people making the shit. Yeah, like, don't, like, let's not pretend like Kevin Feige is thrilled about any of this. Like, yeah. he's, do you he's, think? He's, do you think they really were happy that Falcon and the Winter Soldier had to cut their pandemic storyline? Yeah, like this. Not to say again. I don't think Phase Four is a disaster. Some people make it out to be. No, no, no. And in fact, I think it's very good. But I, but the fact but is, it could have been better, and that's the thing. It could have been better, and that's what I respect. Yes, that's what I respect. A lot of um, there are a lot of problems that could have been avoided. That's yes. the big thing. And that so, is what I respect about what they're doing. Is like they can point out like there's a they want to be great. It's like the pursuit of greatness. You get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like, do you want to settle for being just okay or good? Or do you want to say, I could be even better? I can, I can make, like, I want, like, if I'm making a comic book movie, I'm trying to make one of the best ones. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, um, one thing I want to note as well 
is um, they note on the idea of special presentations, they say that special presentations have gained more traction as a distribution method for more potential projects moving forward. So I do think we are going to get what we said, which is probably only two to three shows per year. But they I agree. And they double down on the special presentation. Just, Just just let's make sure we keep Daredevil. Yes, of course. I think I think that's safe. And that's all what I think and this is what they say, everything that's in post production is still set for release as it is probably. Yeah. And yeah, and yeah. and the main focus of the reevaluation will be on projects still in pre production. And again, Daredevil will be safe, I'm not worried about that. But um it's more about some of the projects that maybe have some issues regarding the scripts that maybe they were before maybe they would have let slide but now they're like wait no maybe we shouldn't let this slide mm. this we need to reevaluate this i'm so excited for daredevil oh i know Tom. i i think i think i think you need to know that i think i think that was important for me to put bring and um this is stating the obvious but um they did also note that um there are going to be big changes in the schedules for some projects and yes tom your hand is up um, I just had an idea. Yeah. Special presentation, TV mature, Punisher short. Oh, that would be cool. I just wanted to bring that. I Like, it just hit, and I was like, I need to bring that up. No, I think that'd be but, awesome. But yes. Um, so, but this is obvious, though. I mean, we already knew changes in the schedule were going to be coming, but now the, it just reaffirms it. And also, I think that um, probably Ooh, I, the... Uh, but I think I think there's I think this is a good time for me to bring up something. Yeah. Uh, we know changes in the schedule are coming because your boy huh? got the Spider-Man. I was fucking go. That was huh? great. That was that was a great. That was a great time. I found myself on Reddit. Um, yeah. I, I, I made Cosmic Circus. Well, we made Cosmic Circus. Yeah. Buddy. I'm not I'm not I'm not taking all the credit. We are the Cape, we are Cape time. We are we are a collaboration. My scoops are your scoops. Um. But yes, schedule changes are coming sorry. because a Spider-Man Four is happening, yep. and b um, well they have to make maneuver uh, maneuvers because uh, they they need to make better stuff. So they, yeah, they want to make better stuff, and they're going to. They have the right attitude. That's the, that's, that's the one thing I never will doubt. I will never doubt the intentions of Kevin Feige and his desire exactly. to make quality projects. So even exactly. though, even though there were issues, I knew for a fact that he was absolutely going to eventually reevaluate certain things, and he is. The the and idea he, that they were willing to take a step back and have an internal evaluation of themselves is what's going to keep them successful. Exactly. Because I get it already. What, once once you stick once you stick yourself with a room full of yes men who tell you you're you're great at every turn, that is when you get mediocrity. I'm sorry yes. for interrupting. No, no, you're right though. That is exactly what leads to mediocrity. You need to have that pushback and acknowledge that pushback, not ignore it. You have to be honest about mm. yourself and what you've been producing. And that's again, that's not to say that everything has been bad, but you can absolutely acknowledge that Thor Love and Thunder was a miss. That Black Widow was a miss. And then even a movie like Multiverse of Madness, while very good, could have been a 10 out of 10 if they actually changed some aspects of it. Like, you got to know. And also, the misses you know, that they've had could have been 10s. Yes. Mo- I, that's the crazy thing. Mo- most of these misses had really amazing cores to them. That's really. why they, they have did. to. That's why the reevaluation is going to be so, like, 
such a good it's such a good idea is because the ideas are there. They're all there. They really like, have been. Like like I I don't know I don't even know how to like describe it. but like you have the like you have the ingredients but now you just need to learn how to cook them a little better. Yeah. And it's interesting because just looking at 2023 there's um an interesting flurry of projects. You have Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania on the theatrical side that leads into uh Guardians of the Galaxy 3, we just got our first trailer for that. Looks fantastic. That does. And um, Chris, we, Chris Pratt was doing some acting yeah, in that. Yeah, one. yes he was. Oh, the, 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 the scene where Drax throws the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I, I died. I, I was watching, I think I watched that for the first time at work, yeah. and I just wasn't expecting it. And it just happened. And I just like audibly laughed when out loud, and my friend, my friend looked at me like, I'm sorry, I said, I'm sorry, I'm watching, uh, Watching the Guardians trailer. That was so yeah. funny. And um, the last movie of the year is The Marvels. And I'm interested to see. I, I would expect. I think that's that, going to be uh, good. I, think, it's I, I good. think it will be too. I think for sure that's going to be a very lighthearted movie though. But that's okay though. Because the thing is, you're going to have an extremely emotional Guardians of the Galaxy Just 3. make sure it has heart. Just heart. make sure it, it has, has heart. heart. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is going to be a movie with heart and emotion. And exactly. man, the wasp is going to be probably not a dark movie, but it's definitely going to go into some darker tones at uh, times. Honest, honestly, like I may have to go go to New Jersey to go see Guardians Three with you. Hey, come on, come think, by, dude. I I, I I think that may be one of those that we have to see because, like, the potential for the for the ending. Like, I don't want like if I go. I'm not reading anything. Oh, there. Tom, like, you're lucky. I, I already read the spoilers. You're lucky. <laughs> Wait, do you know the spoilers? Oh, I know, I, I know exactly what happens. Oh, that sucks. I, I wouldn't want... I don't think that's one that I would want to know. Oh, I I felt very dirty after, I will say. I, I did not feel good about it. I was like, wait, Lou, yeah. what have you done? It's like post-nut clarity. Do, like, do, do, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> uh, uh, did, did, did you like the spoilers? Um, I think... Um, I'll say this. I never really know how I'm going to feel about something until I see the execution. That's the big thing. That's correct. So, That's like, correct. so on paper, I can say, wait, maybe they should have done this. But at the same time, I'm like, well, let me see what happens because James Gunn doesn't really make mistakes usually. Correct. So, so I'm sure in the context of the movie, I will like everything. But there's one decision I will say. It doesn't upset me, but it surprised mm. me very much. Oh. As in, I'm like, I did not oh. think they would um, do that. I'd Oh, I, oh man. I really didn't think they would do that at all. Oh man, like I would ask you, but I don't want to. No, it's okay. I'm just, I'm just gonna say, there's gonna be one decision at the end of the movie that's gonna be like, oh, I didn't think they would take that direction, and then there's gonna be at least oh, one man. death. I, at I least have, one death. I have, I have an idea of. I have an idea. I, I think. No, don't say. Don't give me any hints with like your body language. I'm just going to take a shot. Can I okay. take a shot? Um, yeah, take a shot. All right, I'm going to guess Peter dies. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not looking. Well, let's move on. Okay, move, move on. on. Move on. Okay, we're, well, what, 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 uh, the Marvels is going to be fun. Um, yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Nia DaCosta is a very d- talented director. I like looking at Brie Larson. She's also, she also acts. Um, uh, Amon Balani is always a winner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tiana Paris is great as well. And um, you see, this is where things get very interesting because I'm not sure 
if they are going to keep all these movies in the same dates, or at least the Marvels, mainly. Yeah. Because the problem with that movie right now is there's literally a 10-month gap between that and the next Marvel movie. That's funny. Like, I'm like, the next Marvel movie... I wonder how close they are to... Ooh, I got a chill there. I wonder how close they are to completing that. I mean, like... What, the Marvels? Yeah, they've been... Have they been done with that for a while, right? They have been done for a while, and that's my point. With the, with I think this this phase move, will be a little move it up. like if it's like if it's done and it's in the can. Oh like, no, wait, Tom, yeah. don't move it up. Move it back. Push it back. Oh, okay. So we're because pushing it not because it's not ready, so, but because we need a smaller so, gap. So you'd rather take the delay up front. Well, because than... if, if you move it up, then the gap is going to grow larger. Because right now okay. it's it's July 2023 for the Marvels, and okay. then the next Marvel movie is May 2024. I really hope one day Marvel secretly films a, a movie and like we find out about it like a week. Like remember when the the Cloverfield movie like was announced at the uh, the Super Bowl and they uh-huh. said, "Yeah, it's on Netflix right now. We filmed yeah. it. It's already done. Like we've just been working on this in secret this whole time." Mm-hmm. Uh, like I, I don't think Marvel like has the secrecy abilities to keep that. Though, yeah, because, same. As we saw from, um, well, since you know the spoilers to Guardians of the Galaxy three, I think they have a security issue. Um. Yeah, absolutely, they have a security issue. But yeah, the thing so is, also, no way home was. But they, I have heard people say that is largely because of COVID. They had a lot of people working on V and VFX from home. So they have all the shit on their oh, that's, full computers. That's the, that's the next Spider-Man uh, uh, title, VFX from home. Yeah. <laughs> that would have that been great for Mysterio. Yeah, VFX. you're right. VFX yes. from home. <laughs> VFX from home. Ah, damn. They missed. They missed. John Watts, you missed, pal. You but missed. yes, you know, um, 2023 looks very good on the theatrical side. I think all three of those movies are going to be very good. And just looking at the Disney Plus shows as well. Uh, Who do you think decides the title for those movies? What the the Spider Man movies? Yeah, like like I can't. Oh, I, I um. I, I think imagine, I think it's John Watts actually. I can't. I can't. I actually can't imagine that's John Watts. I think it's. I think it's a collaborative effort. I think it's. I think team. it started with the marketing team, and then from there, John Watts started doing. I it. think what they do is they probably give them like options where it's like multiple choice, and it's like. Pick a circle, like circle one, and that's your title. You dick. <laughs> um. So yeah, on the uh, TV side of it, we have Secret Invasion next year. Yes. We have Loki season two. Yes. Ironheart. Yes. And this is Ar- where things get dicey. Ooh, Arnold because, is a movie now. Yes. Um, Echo, I don't think is going to make twenty twenty three. I don't. But the but they have a, they have this is where they have a little bit of a problem because they've they have run into some production issues with this show seemingly. Yes. And I don't know on how deep they are or how little they are really. It's kind of up in the air right now, but the fact of the matter is it's it's been abundantly clear that this show directly leads into Daredevil. So this show has to come out before Daredevil. Yep. Uh, so, don't do this to me. No, I'm not going to say that. I, I don't think it's going to take that long, honestly. Because yeah. the thing is, they're never going to reshoot the entire show because that's way too much time and money. There's that's no chance. It. That's it. There's no hope. There's no hope. So with Echo, I think, 
what you're either going to see is another flurry of some reshoots or they kind of just roll with what they got and try to make the best of it. Yeah, I don't want them to do that. Just, just make it better. Just make or, it better. Or option three, which I don't think is going to happen at all. But what, 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 what do actual. we think is – what do we think – what is the actual issue with – is it like – I've heard it's – a lot of it is – I think it's two things. I think it's A, aspects of the writing aren't what, where they want it to be. I think that's A. No. And yeah, B, and B, I think it is a case of, I don't think the effects on the powers they gave Echo are exactly what they imagined. That's uh, my guess. I don't know if that's true, but that's kind of my educated guess, just based on a variety of things. That's kind of important. No that's, kind of, that's kind of important. And the thing that's is, just... it, well, this is like the whole. Again, I'm going to take it with half a grain of salt because let's keep in mind. Remember the whole the amount of discourse with Miss Marvel and her powers and how people said they were not going to look good at all. Yeah. So what's so I'm going to say? Uh, let's wait and see. But, I have a Daredevil question, by the way. You know. Yes. Um. Do we think I I I think this is kind of rhetorical, but I I I just want to like, do you think we're going to get Charlie Cox with a Billy Club swinging from rooftop to rooftop? One thousand percent. I really kind of I kind of need that. We're gonna get, like, we're gonna get that. Like I kind of, like I kind of need I, that. I like, assure you, we're gonna get that. Yeah, I need that. Like, cause like I know, like we sort of got it in Daredevil season two when he jumps from the hospital, but like I need that motherfucker, go like uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil. Just like, like that's the only time I will compare uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil favorably. To Charlie. Oh Charlie. yeah, and um, last. Last note, too, from, from the TV shows, I think Agatha's also going to get delayed. That's fine. I don't care. I, I'm just saying. Do not, do not care. I do not care. But, hey, I will say this. this. That show, in all seriousness, could be our segue into a Young Avengers project in a lot of ways. Great so, cast, though. Great cast. No, that's what I'm saying. I, I think, this is just me, but I think if they do what I think they're going to do, which is going to be, A, they're going to have some good Young Avengers set up, while also being a cool show about witches and also making it a very campy, fun kind of show. I think that could be really enjoyable, honestly. Harvey Plaza is always a win. I think it's going to be a show people are low on going into it, but they come out of it saying, oh, wow, that was actually kind of surprising. I think that's where we're going to be at with that one. But um, I would agree. And also, I'm excited at the idea of what they're probably going to do, what they did with Wiccan in the comics, which is, um, or Billy, rather. They're gonna have Billy's soul being another another kid, and Agatha's probably. Oh, you don't know that whole storyline? No, I just uh, I haven't read up on it because I simply do not care. Oh not well, care. well, this is actually like I am. I am waiting for Daredevil. Well, I know tell. Yes, I, I literally know this because I the picture I sent yesterday. I read the Children's Crusade storyline. Is that the kid Joe Locke who just got cast? Is that who the? the... It's it's not definitive, but it's the expectation. Okay. Um, and with that said, um, pretty much though in the comics, uh, I read the whole Children's Crusade run. It was very, very excellent actually. I think they're gonna do something not the same, but like they'll take some influence from it. And I think what they'll do is, in that they have the same thing where Wanda's kids aren't real, like in WandaVision, and she loses them, but the souls of the kids were real, and the souls end up find, finding their way into another, another person. So, 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 so it's almost like reincarnation, but not really. So, like, essentially, there is another person out there that basically is Wanda's kid, even if they don't know it. 
That's awesome. And that's kind of what happens in the comics, and and there's this whole storyline. See, with, now uh, you're starting to sell me on this. You see, and and I and I'm thinking what they're gonna do probably is Agatha is gonna find out about this, and she wants the kids, and she's probably gonna go looking for Wiccan, and try. Yeah, maybe, and, yeah. maybe that leads to Wanda's comeback as well. And you see, and then in in the storyline, that's the whole thing because it's House of M, you know, where she eliminates all the mutants. That's mm. because she lost her kids. And then, then in the Children's Crusade storyline, what they do is they I try or eliminate one mutant in Doctor Strange. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the whole storyline in Children's Crusade is where you have basically Billy and Tommy trying to find their mother because they find out their mother is the Scarlet Witch, and they want to, and they want to show that oh we're alive so that she can bring mutants back, and that's the whole storyline there. Yeah, so, mommy, can you please stop killing the X Men? Thanks. Exactly. So, oh yeah, and, and, and um, and she's engaged to Doctor Doom. <laughs> so that's that's a storyline. But um, yeah, give give me that live action. But uh, I wonder how Vision feels about that. Oh, uh, Vision's dead. Um, awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, what? The, what they do is they they rebuild Vision and, and and it's like a younger version of Vision. Don't you just love how like Aunt May's husband dies tragically and she almost gets married to uh, Doctor Octopus in the comics? I think about the fact that Doctor Octopus almost had a love triangle in Spider Man too. Yeah, I do think about that sometimes. I'm glad <laughs> that they. Uh, I, I like the route that they went. I yeah, think they, I think they made correct choices during the pre-production. Of I I do too. And um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to see what they do with Agatha. And I think the show that might get moved up is possibly Wonder Man. Wonder Man. Oh yeah, Bob Odenkirk. Yeah, as as of now, that's slated as late 2023 slash early 2024 in the most recent update. So there is a chance it could make a late 2023 release. We're not sure yet, though. We don't know when production starts officially, but um, it's exciting for sure. They have a really great cast there. They have a great cast, and the show currently is apparently labeled surprisingly as a drama, which um, I actually I thought that was definitely going to be a clear cut comedy. Actually, that's awesome. And hey, maybe it will. Maybe it could be a mistake. I don't know, but that, that it struck me as the kind of show that would have been a comedy. So maybe it's yeah. not. We'll see. But um, I'm excited. I wonder. Either way. Dang. Sorry. Oh no! Oh, oh. no! Airbud fell. No. Yeah, that no. is sick. Okay, hold up. So Here. hold up. I'm gonna save myself. Don't worry. Do it. Do it. Okay. Oh, wow. Uh, shit! 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 Ah, uh, fuck, 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 fuck. This fuck, is going fuck, great. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I'm okay. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, good, 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 good. And um, um, I do want to say also, I do hope we actually get a relationship between Simon Williams or Wonder Man and Wanda in live action. I think we kind of need that. We're going to do, I'm going to do some Sam Raimi camera work here as I bend over. I agree, by the way. As yes. I stand over to find my earbuds, well, one earbud. There's one singular earbud, and I have found it. I have found it. We are good. There we go. See, I'm a, I'm a master detective, like Robert Pattinson's Batman. And uh, the last thing of note I will say for for the phase is also that uh, the 2024 slate looks really fucking awesome so far. Like it's probably going to be the best Marvel year 
it could be one of the best Marvel years ever if they actually do this right. Because they I have am so excited. Because a we'll see what happens with Agatha, but I'm just gonna say 2024 for now with that one. I'm and excited for Daredevil. You're gonna have Daredevil. Yes. yes. Oh man. Oh wait. Did we? Uh, well, uh, Deadpool three is that's 2024, right? I think that got pushed to February of 2025. I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure. It was 2024, though. You're right. It was. But I think it got pushed a little. I need to see that movie. That, but, uh, that's, that's one that... We're, go- we're saying that one together. We can see that one together. Yeah, that 2020, was... 2024, we'll have uh, Daredevil Born Again, yes. Yeah. You'll have Agatha, probably. It's yeah. going to have... Uh, Captain America New World Order, which sounds like a pretty damn awesome movie so far. I'm very excited because, A, I love the director they got. He's very good. I, I love his work. And also, um, I mean, they have fucking Harrison Ford playing Red Hulk. And from what I understand, actually, Red Hulk is the main villain of the film, not the least. Especially after, what, Indiana Jones 5? Yeah. Is like, oh, Harrison Ford's the baddie now. Yeah. Okay. And, have, um, have we seen Harrison Ford as a baddie before? I don't think so. Can't recall. Um, but um, well, he's always been a baddie. And and what's awesome is we're gonna have that movie followed up with Thunderbolts, which is probably gonna be largely a direct continuation of of that same storyline. Where we're a we're gonna get a couple awesome things. Well, a it sounds like we're um, wait oh there's a couple things I can't say. I don't think actually. So never mind. I'm not gonna say. Legally, we cannot say no. But um, there's gonna be some very cool stuff in that movie. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Ooh. Yeah. There's gonna, there's gonna be, it's gonna be probably, um, I don't know how it's gonna be directed or how much everything's gonna hit, but in terms of just the idea and how it expands the MCU, it's a very big movie. It's a very point. So, basically the Thunderbolts, um, from what I've heard, I can't really go into too much detail, but it sounds like it's gonna be a very huge movie. I wish I could, but, um, there's gonna be a lot of big elements in terms of MCU, MCU world building. And uh, it's going to be a movie that, if they write correctly, I think could be um, probably one of the best movies in Marvel. I think it has that kind of potential if they're smart. Big if, but, you know. I trust your judgment on these things, so. I'm not going to say it will be. I'm just saying it has that kind of You're saying it has the potential to be. Yes, 1,000%. No guarantees, but. Potential. I, I can't have any guarantees because I don't know the full story yet, even. I only know parts of the story. Fair, fair. But, um, and then Blade, that's going to be a biggie, obviously. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're and, and, and the best part about this movie is it sounds like, well, A, they've got a director finally, and Mahershala Ali was directly involved in handpicking him. Mm-hmm. And, in, and in addition to that, we also have, um, uh, What's probably going to be a lot closer to an R-rated Blade movie than it was going to be before. We read the article that uh, when uh, the director was hired that they're going they, that they went like page one rewrite and they went something closer to the Wesley Snipes movies. And even if it's not exactly that, I don't care. Just make it just make sure the tone is what it needs to be. Right. That's the big thing. That's the big thing. And um, this isn't definitive, but we're probably going to get a Spider-Man 4 movie in 2024. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder who said that. Yeah, and I would bet probably, honestly, we're going to get that movie in December. That's fair. I don't, well, I don't think it's going to be a summer release. We originally heard July from... Originally. But because of all the slate delays, yeah. that wouldn't surprise me. 
if they uh, made a little agreement with Sony to just wait a few months on that. Yeah, I think they'll save that for for the uh, the fall or winter. And I will say, I I keep hearing it from sources I trust, man. Uh, Daredevil is one thousand percent going to be in this movie. Sauces. It's like, yeah, I have sauces, and I I it's been made pretty clear to me that Daredevil will be in this movie, bearing any changes I can't imagine, in addition to Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin. So it's going to be a – and that's a big reason why they really need to make sure that everything in terms of the Echo, Daredevil, and Spider-Man storyline falls correctly in line. Otherwise, it really fucks up what they're trying to do. So uh, it's interesting, though. I'm really excited to see what they do. But as it sits, Phase 4 sound, uh, Phase 5 sounds really awesome. I think it's going to be a big, I'll say this, it's going to be a much more connected phase than phase four. And it's also going to, I think, just be better overall. I really do believe that. So, um, and I like phase four a lot. In fact, it's my second favorite phase. So I'm really excited to see what happens. It's going to be, as the kids say, lit. Lit, yes. Um, that, I'm so excited. Yeah, I um, honestly don't have anything else to talk about. I covered all my thoughts regarding where the MCU is heading in addition to Phase 4, but um, it's going to be great, man. I cannot wait to talk about all these projects coming up. There's going to be a lot, and I'm hoping we get some news um, in Marvel and DC again sooner rather than later. I agree. I think the thing that excites me about the future of Marvel is, like, Phase 4 was very primarily focused on introducing new characters, but, like, you know me. I love my my Spider-Mans and my Daredevils and my uh, Deadpool and Wolverines. And, you know, we're getting that in Phase 5 to go along with the new characters. So, like, the future is very bright at Marvel. And, uh, you know, uh, especially with this reevaluation to improve the quality of the overall products. Um, I think, uh, you know, I- I'm just very excited for the future. Yeah. It's an exciting time, man. It really is. But uh, until then, I think this is the end of Cape Town for today. For today. No, no, not, yeah, no not, not permanently. For okay. today. For, for today. today. Yeah, we just did back-to-back episodes, so uh, it's, uh, it's a lot. Back-to-back-to-back <laughs> to back to back if we count the cutoff. Exactly, if we count this cutoff that happened, which um, hopefully you didn't notice too bad. But uh, anyway. Don't worry, I'll splice it together. This uh, has been a wonderful time, Tom. I cannot wait to talk more about this. Thank you, and uh, until next time, see you, everybody. Peace. Oh, shit.